Yep. Hello, everyone. It seems like my video is not working, so I will go out and try try to get in again. Okay. We we have a custom in the Game World Incubator, and the custom is we'll actually start at the stated time. So it works best if you come in a few minutes early, you know, three minutes before something. So we'll start on time. Great. Well, there are a couple of people I've never met before in here. So I'd just like to say, my name is Clinton Callahan. And I'm speaking to you from, Yeah, I think Clinton, um, We're figuring out computer technical issues and getting ourselves together. Up here or what? No, we're not. Alrighty then, which is a movie quote for anybody who's not aware of the uh, possibility manager, possibility movie list. Alrighty then is a very important movie quote from one of the films on the list. Does anybody know which film that is? Ace Ventura. Yay. Thank you. <laughs> so, and Chloe and I are speaking with you or trying to speak with you from uh, a little island off the coast of Brazil called Anopolis. Um, we've been here for a while in our writing house. And I think that's one of the sources of the inspiration to open up uh, World Incubator was the writing that we've been doing, including when you talk about it in a minute, but you're, we're in the middle of writing the Game World Builder Handbook. There's so much important uh, context and tools and uh, insights about Game World Building that we're encountering that it's, it's, it's almost too much for us to hold. And we want to start giving it away as fast as we can. So we've 
I think you could do this too, if you ever want to, but a while back I made an agreement with the universe. Basically I said, give me everything. Give me everything you've got and I will document it and give it away to 10 million people. And so we haven't reached the 10 million people mark yet. So I'm still trying to keep my, my side of the deal. But I'll tell you, the universe is keeping its side of the deal. And so I'm very happy to be in a circle here with a global team of, of game world builders and, and geniuses, by the way. And I can't wait. <laughs> Yeah, this, I mean, because Clinton mentioned it, this Game World Builder handbook was supposed to be a handbook that you can carry in your back pocket. <clears throat> so it was supposed to be about 100 pages. And I started it, we started it a couple years ago, and it's already 200 pages long. And so it won't fit in your pocket anymore. And at the same time, I think every part of it, especially for me and my own journey of being conscious of building game world and also destroying game world and evolving game world and, and doing so in the context of possibility management in the context of radical responsibility, which makes these game worlds evolutionary. Like Gaian, we're talking about Gaian game worlds and are by nature evolutionary because this, because every game world builder and player in the game world is evolving ongoingly. If you're in a Gaian game world, then people are um, on, on a, to some degree on some path of evolution. And so they're changing, you're changing, the circumstances of the environment is changing and the game worlds who actually have power in the world, I mean, we haven't even started about talking about what a game world is, but the game worlds that have power in the world are those that are closest to reality. And the way that you get close to reality is by evolving as, as reality evolves. And, and that's the leverage point. And, and so really in your check-ins, what I, what I was reading is that each and every one of you are building, sprouting or evolving Gaian game worlds, which the purpose of the Gaian game world or the Gaian game world is that it's in the service of Gaia. So it's not in, in the service of you, like something that will make you happier in a way. Or it's, and it's also not, I mean, in contrast, for example, with modern culture game world, which the main purpose of modern culture game world is to make a profit. It's about money. And, and there's all variation of that, but that's basically the, the main purpose. And so to have a shift from having been like born and raised in inside, like within invisible structures that are designed for making a profit and, and having the economy grow, to make a shift to extracting yourself from these game worlds and building game worlds that the main purpose is to serve Gaia is huge. And then in addition to that, you're not, you are also game world builders. And some of you, I know are game world consultant. And so you are also helping 
other people to extract themselves from modern culture game worlds into Gaian game worlds. So these are this is a huge domain, and and I think even twelve weeks will seem uh, not long enough to like explore all the facets and territories and subtleties of of building the game worlds that are whatever at play here. As we're getting started, I ask if you would put your attention on your energetic center and locate where it is. It could be in the future, could be in the past, could be on the jobs and problems that you've been transforming today, could be somewhere else. So put your attention on your energetic center and use your intention to gently move your energetic center to the physical center of your body, which is just behind your belt buckle, three, six centimeters below your navel, back in the middle of your body. <clears throat> just move it there gently and then let go of it and see that it stays there. And then take a deep breath and use your clicker. So you have this clicker, just make a clicker so that you have a grounding cord between your center, center of your body and the middle of the earth. It's about this big around and it's flexible and it is your grounding cord to Gaia, to the center of the earth, but it's also a two-way conductor. And so it's, it's also a, that a channel through which you'll have a direct connection with the field of the planet. So it can give information both ways. That's your grounding cord. At the count of three, you don't have to turn your speaker on, but at the count of three, please say out loud what the color of your grounding cord is. One, two, three. Ocean blue. Red. 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 Thank you. And use your clicker one more time, please, and make your own personal bubble of space so that you're clear about your culture and context and that you're, you're in your own bubble of space. For example, even though Anne Chloe and I are sitting, for example, so close together, even if we were even touching, our bubble of personal space goes between us. So both of us are, in the, are each in our individual bubble of space. And if you want to, you can help us. You click your clicker one more time and you make a, a golden cube essentially around all of us. That's what we're doing. We have, we're holding an energetic space around all of us. And you could imagine that it's not a perfect cube, but it isn't. It just works to have an energetic space around all of us. So we have a sanctuary and a safe place here in which to do the work that we're doing together. So we're holding that space and you can also help hold that space. And then, then we have a good, a good, uh, sanctuary or a, like an archetypal workroom we can work together in to do the experiments and discovery journeys that we'll be making here together. Thank you for doing that. I wanted to mention, part of me wants to say, give you a warning, but I, I wanna suggest that the game world that you're, you're building now, the game world that you're capable of building now is 
essentially as good as it can be based on your matrix. Your matrix is a, a structure in your energetic body or in your being that actually catches awareness or catches distinctions. It is, it is the quality and structure of your matrix that determines the sort of game world, the quality of the game world that you're able to create now. So it, I think you probably know from your own experience that we could, we could divulge the greatest secrets in the universe about game world building in these 12 weeks that we're together. And you could hear them and even understand them in your mind. And it would not necessarily allow you to create any kind of a different game world than you are creating right now. So that the information part of this uh, journey together is definitely important and key at the same time. If you don't actually change the structure of your being, you won't be able to create any kind of a different game world than what you've already been creating. So what I'm saying is that half of the work that we'll be doing together will include what we've been calling emotional healing processes, which are multitudes of kinds of them. There's different kinds of them. Some of you have some of you are professional emotional healing process coaches or trainers who are in the space here. And some of you don't even know much what I'm talking about, and that's fine. But what I'm telling you is that um, half of the, of the value that we can, we're going to provide for each other is to hold space and navigate space for each other to go through emotional healing processes which are the evolutionary part of upgrading your thoughtware. So there's the upgrading thoughtware part, but then there's the re restructuring or redesigning the, the shape of your being to function in the new domain. And out of that combination will come the, your, your evolution of ability to create and inhabit Gaian game worlds, which is our objective here. It's like to move you forward in your ability to create and inhabit Gaian game world. So, so if you could make that okay for yourself and specifically talk to yourself right now and in some way make an agreement with yourself that even in the next couple of weeks or any time during our journey together, if you feel like the rug has been pulled out from underneath your worldview or your reality or your identity, you know, if you, if you feel like the bottom has dropped out and you've gone into a groundless state and you, and you don't feel okay, which is a, a modern culture concept called being okay. If you don't feel okay, this is positive feedback that you're on this journey together with us. And what we're doing together here is making an agreement to be okay with everybody else, even when they are not okay, and even when we are not okay. 
because there's this tendency in human beings, which is that if, if I do not feel okay, I, I'm, I try to pull myself back. I try to disappear. I try to vanish. I'm, does anybody know what I'm talking about? I mean, you don't feel okay, so you just kind of pull back and vanish. Yeah. So, so it's pretty standard reaction. And I haven't investigated it much, except to know that it really is there. And what we're doing is to acknowledge that this, that during this journey, multiple times, you are going to not feel okay. And to not use that as an excuse or any kind of reason or justification to pull back or vanish or disappear, that it's actually positive feedback, that things are reordering around in your inner world so that you can do a better, better job at what you came here to do. You can really participate more fully in, in, the, in the, what's offered at the universe level, that you can um, really collaborate with archetypal forces that we'll be using and create uh, these structures called game worlds through which human beings interact and, and create, create new game worlds that make the current existing game worlds irrelevant. I mean, I'm spinning off of this uh, distinction created by Buckminster Fuller. And we've had to change it a little because things have changed. But the idea is that uh, changing things in the world does not happen through fighting the existing game worlds, fighting against the existing game worlds. They're designed to fight back and they're better at it. So changing things in the world is happens through designing, creating, and inhabiting new game worlds, skying game worlds that make the existing game worlds irrelevant. They're already non-functional. They're already outmoded. They're already ancient. So it's not only it's so the new game worlds make the existing game worlds irrelevant. It's just and and the little footnote is don't be left behind playing in a stupid game world. So it's, it's a real comforting, I don't know, it's a real empowering piece of clarity that the existing, to acknowledge that the rule of law of modern culture, the existing game worlds are, are indeed exterminating life on earth at the fastest possible rate. You know, and anybody, Anybody who like participates or enacts in the, the current game worlds has is has to be somehow criminally insane, you know, to try to endorse or enforce, you know, to try to participate in the existing game worlds, you're 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 collaborating to exterminate life on earth at the fastest possible rate. And if you are a person who is trying to enforce the rule of law of modern culture. Essentially, you've already sacrificed your life. You've, you've, you've stepped out of the game of promoting life and you're, you're participating in exterminating life. And so these are huge distinctions to have behind the necessity that's in front of us right now, which is build out new game worlds so that people can inhabit that create different results in the world. And I've been working on... Uh, a spark, a new spark 
which has to do with the confrontation that we get when faced with if having a goal or having an objective. Like if my objective is to make the world a better place and I, you know, I start off by picking up litter or, you know, shutting down, you know, my, I don't have a car anymore, you know, do, you know just using cotton clothes, or, you know, uh, numerous, so many numerous possibilities that, that you can do it on a personal level that would contribute uh, to a better world theoretically. And you've done this for a few years and then you look around and, and nothing has changed. You've made experiments and sacrifices and, and, and things have not changed around you. If your happiness is depending on other people following your lead or other people adopting the same thoughtware or the systems that you've been disempowering because you're extracting yourself from them have not collapsed. If, you, if your happiness or joy of life is depending, your satisfaction is dependent on other people changing and doing what you think they should do, you, you will have a conflict. You will, you will be faced with a, a lack of, of, that your care about things is not rewarded in the results of the world becoming a better place. So, and so at that point, you have to make this choice. I mean, how many people know what I'm talking about? Have invested in trying to change the world. You look around, things haven't changed over the years. And, and you go like, what am I supposed to do about this? Like work. So, so this can be a huge thing because if you, if the pain gets too big, if the pain of your caring your efforts and your caring have not produced the results that you were looking for, then why should you care? Then you, it's too painful to see that your caring has not mattered. And then, and then, and then you're, what can you do? Like one, one thing is just stop caring. There's a way to people start, they start to stop caring. And that, this is like not, this is like not living. To care is to live. To care is to live. And so your enthusiasm and, and your, your brightness, your, your love of the earth and, and what's possible, if, if you have to stop caring about that, you essentially are shutting down your life force, shutting, pulling back your creation force. So this is a, a conundrum, or it seems like a paradox that how can you actually care about the, a, a bright future for humanity if the results don't seem to change? Like, how can that happen? And the, where our research has been going along the lines of, you can make a slight shift in your thoughtware, in your internal design, in such a way that you can care about a different thing. And the thing that you care about is the research that you're doing, that you shift your identity from becoming a, I mean, let me just back for a second, think about it. If your, 
if your objective is to cause other people to, to behave in a new way according to what you know is best, then you're, you're actually trying to, to manipulate other people to change their behavior. Now, it's, it's like trying to change your mother you know, or your father. Like, did it work? Like most of us have this impulse to try to change our mother or father or teachers. Like, did it work? Well, basically the answer is no, no way. You know, and that's understandable because your parents are not on your bench, but going around trying to change how other people behave is, is, is manipulation. It, it turns out to be arrogant, turns out to be from a position of superiority, turns out to be abusive. And so reflecting on Oh my God, you know, I, I really, I, I want, you know, I, I want so many things to change in the world and I really want them to change and I've done everything I can. I really want people to behave in different ways and to wake up, you know, I want people to wake up and grow up and take responsibility and become more aware and produce different results, like live a different life. Well, that's manipulation. People cannot, they're not willing to abide by your wishes. So then your, your outcome, like your, your reward for caring so much about theoretically creating a bright future for humanity is it doesn't show up. And so you can get this depression or this, like I said, shutting down your caring. If you relocate what your, your point of origin is, if you relocate your identity, if you really locate your goal, you put your goal into a different thing, what you can put your, you can recenter yourself on building out game world, building out new possibilities for that you're researching new ways for a, a regenerative cultures on earth. You're building that out. You are researching ways and building that out this you can be successful in. You can be totally, completely, ecstatically successful in every, every talk you give, every part of the game world you build out, every website you build, every video you make, every training you offer, every talk you give, every workshop you hold space and cause to create. This is building out possibilities. It's building out stepping stone structures now, let's say you do that. Let's say you build an, you know, a, an amazing workshop and you put it online, you get it out there and people, people hear about it. You've got posters all over town and three people show up and one of them is your brother or your sister or something like that. You know, or you're... And then you go, okay, give the talk anyway. Give the workshop anyway. Create the... Create the service anyway, because your success is in having opened up this space and getting to um, download or deliver the new thought work into the morphogenetic field. Like you're actually succeeding. You succeed in making, in creating the space. So will the people who come like even, you know, there's people who give talks with thousands of people who come online, you know, and there's people with with runaway virus, um, viral videos, you know, million people, a billion people, 
you know, have watched videos, really the, the uh, um, Bohemian Rhapsody, is that what it's called? Yeah, from Queen has over a billion hits on it. You know, I understand why, I mean, it's incredible, but how many people's behavior has changed after they click and stare? You know, click and stare, click and drink, click and eat, whatever. It's like, how many people's behavior is she? Not many. So, it, so, so what you're doing is you're succeeding at building out infrastructure for Gaian game worlds, for researching ways that people could possibly change and making them available. And that thing you can succeed at. And so... That I just wanted to clarify this whole sort of orientation um, about what we're doing here, because you know it's easy with the way that I talk. You know, it's like it sounds like I'm out to change the world, you know, or change people's behavior or things like that. But but it's it's really not about that. It's about basically being the space through which my bright principles and my archetypal lineage can serve the world, can function in the world. And, and if even, you know, and if the results are that we have 26 people in a 12 week game world builder incubator, okay, you know, this is, we get to go where no man has gone before and probably not so many women either, not, but, I'm telling you this, from my experience, this space that we're in right now, this global conversation we're having right now, is a cutting edge of human consciousness on the planet right now. It's one of the cutting edges. There are not so many spaces called forth in the name of the bright principles and the purpose that we have in this conversation. This is a, a leading cutting edge of the human evolution of consciousness happening right now here in this space with the questions, with, with our commitment, with our, with our togetherness here in this purpose. And where else would you rather be? I mean, there's no place else I'd rather be. What a, what a luxury, what a, what a joy to be together with you in this mm, endeavor, this endeavor of mutual benefit, this endeavor of serving something greater than ourselves. So, but, I, but thank you. I, I just really wanted to point out this paradox that could be behind the scenes working in us about having this despair about, well, okay, where are the results? Well, the results are going to be abundant in these 12 weeks. You will have abundant results in terms of the research that we're doing and the game world space that we're building out that could change human beings. It could be spaces where evolution can really happen that are evolutionary game worlds. That will be abundant. And that will be big chances for celebration and for um, like having success in terms of what our endeavor is. And then, but you know, secretly I wanna tell you that Anne Chloe here just last year built out part of a game world called Rage Club. And she started delivering Rage Clubs online because of the virus. People were available online and, the, and it started working actually to deliver a Rage Club online, four weeks, six weeks, eight weeks, 
online to the point where there were enough people who who said, gosh, I I want to be able to deliver Rage Club online also. And so, and Chloe started giving Rage Club space holder trainings online. So I don't know how many it's been, three or four. Three. Yeah, and about to do another one. Yeah. But the results are that over 100 Rage Clubs have been delivered around the world this year alone. Over 100. Okay. Mm. This is revolutionary. I mean, uh, if you've been in a rage club, you know what it does to you for the first time to tap into the archetypal force of anger that you're born with access to and what it does for your world, for your voice, for your space, for your clarity, for your commitment, for your ability to stand up and, and, and speak out. It's, it's incredible. So people could inhabit the game worlds you build. People could, and the more, see, one of the things that I hope will be happening here is that you, you, will be, you are gaining the right and hopefully the capacity to deliver game world incubator online as one of the things you can offer is a 12-week game world incubator for another 26 people, you start multiplying 26 people times 26 people times 26 people, there, it turns out to be quite a large number of people starting to get empowered to build Gaian game worlds all around the planet. So I just want you to keep that in the back of your mind as you're asking questions about what's happening here, how it's going, what, why we're doing what we're doing or not doing something else, then ask about that also. Like how, I wanna go deliver a, a, a game world incubator. You say that, I wanna go deliver a game world incubator. How do I do this? How did that work? What, what, what's, what's this part, I'm missing this part? What, why didn't you do that or what, et cetera? All those kinds of questions. So just keep in mind that not only is this about you and your game worlds, it's about you and giving this everything here, giving it to as many people as you can in your own game world incubators. So that keep that in mind too. Are there any questions or comments right now about anything? As, as we're starting and we would like to hear sort of from, from each and every one of you from this place of like you being here, you having done a bunch of experiments, some of them worked, some of them didn't work. And at the same time, it worked enough that you're building game worlds or consulting evolutionary game worlds. And, and the, we would like to hear from you what are like, so right now, what are the pains that you have about in your journey of being a game world builder? What are the, the breakdowns or the frustration, 
the the fears that you have about the game world or game worlds that you're you're involved right now what sort of maybe i don't know what are the missing missing pieces the consideration the questions but it's it has to do with some kind of in pain like incompletion or um yeah and and in a way it would be also a way to to meet each other and to probably realize how we're we, we probably have very similar pains in in building in building these structures so yes yeah. i'd like to add that it could be that a number of you hit Mm, these disparity, these cracks, this uh, uh, a cusp point, this where where we've discovered a block or a of an old decision or a um, an in, incapability or whatever, a frust something that is is actually a gateway to an emotional healing process, and so as we're going along you'll start to notice it in yourself. You will definitely notice it in other people. And what we'd like to do is indicate, okay, wow, that would be, it's like the, the, the next layer on the onion. This is a, this would be a gateway, a doorway to a, a very useful emotional healing process for you to do. And if you're inspired in the moment to say, could I have one or two people be the space holder for, for me to do this emotional healing process, which is an exact formulation of the question. You actually need to ask for it. We will not do this for you unless you ask for it. So you need, we do not do rescuing here. It's really, you need to say, hey, I, could one or two people hold space for me to do this emotional healing process? Then a couple of people might raise their hand, you write down their names and in the, Telegram chat space or in a private conversation with them, you can arrange your times and go do that emotional healing process. And um, but I'm just telling you when you when you start speaking about the pains that you've hit or the the frustration, like Aunt Chloe said, when you hit these things, there is easily it's easily a doorway for an emotional healing process that will start really start this journey for you. And so I really hope that this week and next week, basically everybody does one or more emotional healing processes with the support of the rest of this team. They take between a half hour, 45 minutes, and there's huge amounts of information available. Could you take these in for supporting you to do this? One website we have is called Process, which explains uh, what an emotional healing process is tells you essentially steps and how they go and how it works. I mean, the best is I don't post them in the chat right now because it's going to be lost when we is it, I'll just post them the in other, the okay in the telegram. Yeah, and the other website is the createpossibility.mystrikehealing.com, which we've recorded for you actual over 100 actual emotional healing processes and to share with you how they go and so it's so informative to be with the coach and the client in an intimate space you get to see both of their faces you see you see the cues that the coach is working on 
and you see you can you can see how the coach navigates the those processes and so then the Oftentimes the process could be similar to what's going on for you because we're human beings and we're essentially functioning in the same mimetic structures. We have the same kinds of mimetic structures and the process could very well relate to uh, what you have. So I encourage you to, when you can, um, instead of flipping on a TV series, flip on these emotional healing processes and they're even more dramatic. Then uh, the TV show guns though, and, and no special effects. It's just straightforward underworld journeys, and there's so much that uh, surprising outcomes. Even even outcomes, there are a few on there that we we left there, where the outcome essentially looks like nothing. There's a few on there that's so uh, frustrating and and inconsequential that that. But you just need to know that sometimes it's like that. <clears throat> and oftentimes the, the results are a, a, an echo effect, an after effect. And so, so even if you're in an emotional healing process that looks like it doesn't go any, anywhere, um, don't judge it too quickly because there are these depth charges, these things that happen afterwards and later that, that make a huge difference. So yeah, so we're going to, so, and also keep in mind we're 26 people in if, if it's about one or two minutes, which is clearly not enough time, but just try to um, share about what's what the pain is, what the what the obstacles are that are what's in your way to moving forward. And try not to be embarrassed about any of these things because we're like I said, we're all the same in in our structure. So you know, people are going to come up with things perhaps like. I'm too afraid to make my website. Okay, That's, that obstacle is real. And, and that obstacle can also be transcended or transformed or transmuted or trans something. And so, so just put it on the table. You know, we, we are where we are and to pretend to be somewhere else other than where you are is not gonna help you. And the people on this circle are really smart. So they're gonna look, see right through, you know, you trying to tell us that you're not where you are. So, yeah, good. So I propose that um, it's sort of, I'll, I'll just call out the name. So we just go one after the next as if we were in a circle. And I would, uh, Christine Dershner, would you, would you start? So we, I was thinking about the pain and the first thing which came in, in my mind and it's about the community and we are currently growing and as a collective we decided already three or four times actually which people we want to attract like what we are searching we like we are pinging it out and then after three months it's like people are questioning it again and it's like really do we really need these people is this really what we need and um it's a bit in in circles it's 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 and um, i would say we are somehow lucky and uh, like good people kind of uh, people who want to engage um arriving and um, they are also not matching the criteria we made before 
And even we are pointing it out, already relationships are starting to, to be riven. And um, yeah, and then these people get chosen into the, into the game world, which are probably might not serve so much what we need at the moment. Christina, so, yeah. I, I just wanted to mention, I ask you, I ask everybody to please use, I mean, pain, we're using the word pain to mean anger, sadness, fear, and joy. Yes, I feel angry because of this. Okay. I feel angry. And also, just as you introduce yourself, just say, I'm, I'm Christina, my, my main project is a community in Switzerland called Schloss okay. Glavizek. And here's, okay, so, here's mm -hmm. the thing, and I'm angry about. Yeah. So, like, my, my name is Christina, like Clinton just said, and um, I'm, I'm living here in Schloss Glavizek. It's a community, and I'm angry about this that we are circling around um, attracting or reaching out or um, calling in people, and then we are choosing differently. Yeah. And I just want to suggest from our research that oftentimes the, the anger is in response to a fear. When, and so you get that because there's a fear coming up, the fear comes up and we use our anger to try to change the thing that we're afraid about, just change the thing that's frightening us. So if you could go the next level down what, and tell us what it is that you're actually, you're a game world space holder for an entire community and there's a, you have this fear, which is? The fear that we are, um, we are counter, like, we are hurting ourselves. We are not shifting in, in, on a, onto a conscious level, onto that we're actually do, doing what we are here for and becoming um, nice, easy living together at the lake community instead of serving the bright principles of transformation, authenticity, uh, connectedness, and power of creation, what we are here for. And do, you just hit upon one of the biggest pain makers for people who are not trained game world builders is trying to function in a, in a game world that has a mixed context. That you encounter, you find yourself uh, in a situation of, of, of already being in a game world that has contexts of contrapositional purposes, you know, oppositional context, different, you can't. So here you are trying to mix oil and water. And if you shake it up real good, it looks for a minute like it's, it's one context, but as soon as you back off, oil, water separates out. And, and the mixed context is hugely painful. Mm. And also, keeps your game world from flying. It keeps the people who want your pure context or one of the contexts from joining because it's, they cannot, they cannot commit to your game world because it's mixed context. So it blocks people from joining you and the people who are inside use the, the space for other purposes, which is easily purposes, like you said, like retiring or 
um, being a low drama space for gremlin feeding. These are terms from possibility management. And that, that if, you're, if, you're, if your precious game world has being used for this purpose of a gremlin feeding ground, what are you doing there? You know, how can you, how can you stay there? What can you do about that? So we'll be diving into this. It's a huge, huge pain for game world builders. If, if we don't have clarity about the context of our game world and we make the mistake of creating this mixed context game world, it's painful. So we'll be going into there about what to do with that kind of stuff in the next couple of weeks. So thank you for sharing that. Thank you. Thank you, Christina. Jeff, would you go next? Sure. Hey, uh, <clears throat> my name is Jeff, and I'm in Rage Club right now, so my voice is <laughs> not functional. Um, I'm here in Costa Rica, in uh, in Uvita, and yeah, this it's it it my pain is really this anger about not not knowing how to create a clear context, and also not knowing how to shift into a clear context once I've identified it because I've already, I already have got it that we're like I I have this micro community experiment going on where we rented a house and we're all living together we're all these nomads that are really focused on understanding what it means to have more choices to choose from that's really the, the context that I was I'm trying to bring into this space. And at the same time, yeah, it's like a lot of gremlin feeding, a lot of, of like using this space for whatever the fuck everybody wants. Like, and, you know, just there's this constant thing of like, oh, yeah, you know, today I'm just feeling like flowing today. You know, I'm just feeling like. And I'm not going to do this un until like it feels right for me. And, um, you know, we had a, we actually had a huge breakthrough yesterday because I realized I've been pushing really hard on like, let, come on, let's do something. Let's clarify. Let's. And then I just told everybody I'm going to this rage club and I'm going to, I'm going to be gone for a couple hours. And everyone said, Oh, what's that? I want to do that. And all of a sudden, my whole team now is doing rage, is in Jesse's rage club, and something big is happening. But I want to, I want clarity on like how to make it not random. Cool. Thank you. Thank you. And I just want to mention that uh, you just mentioned actually navigating space. Mm -hmm. What you're talking about is a whole set of skills called navigating space and entering and shifting from ordinary to extraordinary. I mean, in a way, it's you, you know you said uh, how to create or shift into a clear context, but it's also how to uphold, how to ongoingly uphold the context that is that is chosen, because it's you you can't actually create it for one second and then think it's going to be fixed and stable for um, the rest of the time together. Which is the guardian function. In the Maori language, Maori from New Zealand, there's this kaitia kitanga, this kitanga function. It's the guardianship. 
And there's so many things in a game world that need to be guarded with a kind of elegance uh, that is a tradition, becomes a tradition, becomes understandable, that the context is guarded, that, uh, that the processes are guarded. And, and of course, there's a certain uh, automatic conflict generated by the Kitanga, this guardianship, because you have also in your game world, these evolutionaries, the people of the game world builders who are designing the next step and the guardians going, no, we're not changing anything. And <clears throat> there's this built-in kind of clash this, that is when you understand it, it's so powerful. It's so, the built-in evolution. And there's a love that emerges from the guardian standing for what has been or what needs to be. And the evolutionaries, like the game world builders, standing in for what, has, what comes next, you know, how things need to evolve. And these, it's just a very archetypal thing. So, but these are exactly what you're talking about. So thank you for mentioning all that. I, I just, I think we'll go into that probably later on in this three months about these four archetypes Clinton started mentioning too, which are the guardian and the evolutionary. And then there's the game world builders, which is one of the archetypes here called in and the village weavers. Uh, those are the four main archetypes that and for a game world to fly, it really needs all four archetypes to be turned on. And it doesn't mean that uh, it's only one person holding an archetype. So as, for example, if you're starting to build a game world, quote unquote, alone, or you, you're the first space holder, then you probably need to, to activate all four. You need to hold space for all four archetypes to be at work in your game world. And, and just about the guardian, this is new research, but I think there's a possibility for the guardian to also be evolutionary guardian, which is different from, um, for example, I mean, if I, if I use this check-in now for, for my game world, which is, or different game worlds, for example, the possibilitator training, and especially I'm holding space for the sub game world of the trainer path. And this question about how do we keep a clear context? Uh, and the answer is, well, let's bring in guardianship. And so we've had, I, I mean, some of you have been through this process of having these questions, these entering questions of, uh, you know, are you drinking alcohol? Are you committing to doing 10 labs? Are you uh, doing any drugs? Are you, and so there's a list of like 10 or 15 questions that we used to ask. And then I was one of the guardian and one of my pain which was, so it was, I mean, it was anger and sadness and fear is that I was exhausted by, by asking those questions and saying, you know, I, are you keeping up the standard or something like, I, have you made it? And, and somehow in me, it was exhausting and I thought, okay, this is not what guardianship, I don't know, I'm just thinking that I think there's, the possibility of evolutionary guardianship where it's about a lot about negotiating intimacy immediately, like in the moment to when, when there's break, when there's like people mentioned like gremlin uh, taking over or box uh, preferences taking over, undermining the power of the context of the game world is the gremlin is the guardian is immediately there to um, 
negotiate intimacy or make boundaries and but negotiating intimacy is is more powerful I just and, want to mention we have there's a website that has instructions for vacuum listening <clears throat> which is a way to confront with a vacuum confront with questions confront with authentic curiosity and it's a procedure for going three levels down into their into their underworld three levels down into their unconscious uh, behavior patterns. There's really good instructions on there for how to do that. And it's, a, and it's a way of negotiating intimacy and authenticity through vacuum learning, excuse me, called vacuum learning. Yeah, that's the website. Anyway, so my, the pain that I'm bringing or the breakdown that I'm bringing is, I, I think exactly this of having a one-stop guardian does not work in an evolutionary game world having a one-time guardian. And so, okay, so what does, what does guardianship can look like? What does evolutionary guardianship look like? Yeah. Thank, Thank you. you. Anna Maria, would you go next? We can't hear you. You hear me now? Yes. Okay, thank you. Um, Anna Maria here. I come from a project starting recently, started recently in Romania uh, around building living space based on uh, ecological principles, to say so. My pain comes from the fear I have about not being able to fully accept this role and to I'm, I'm still afraid of, of this type of work. I'm still um, not fully committed and all in into this type of processes. And I'm still just taking one step forward a bit going back and uh, this confuses me. And also it does not allow me to bring what I believe that uh, is needed or what shows up as being asked for uh, to the other people. I'm, I'm uh, withholding myself, so I'm not letting it all out. And this, I, I find it isolates me from the others. I, I fear I'm misunderstood if, if I'm going all in with this type of language and processes. And yeah, I feel quite alone with that. Um, so Anna Maria, this is a, a perfect gateway or doorway or entryway for an emotional healing process. And it's, I mean, I've been, I know exactly, exactly what you're talking about. I mean, this, I mean, maybe I'm, fooling myself, but I just want to tell you it's so important to do those processes. What I'm saying is that issue is a big issue for a lot of us, and it can have layers. I mean, I went through one of those very similar or related uh, condition in myself. I, I, it took seven different processes before and each one was a surprise and each one was useful, but each one unfolded in a paradoxical, 
miraculous way to be, oh my God, that's why this was like that. And the next one, no way, unbelievable. That's what happened to me. And each one unfolded whole new capacities in myself where it was like seven blocks stacked on top of each other. So I would really encourage you if you want to just even begin and, and say, just if you want to, you know, put your hand up and go, could a couple of people, you know, hold space for me to do this emotional healing process, if you want. Yes. So if any of you would like to hold space for this emotional process for me and with me, if you can raise your hands. And Elizabeth, thank you. And Matthew, thank you. And even Great. Maria Louise, Louisa. Oh, thank you. It's a strange sound. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. Thank you, Anna Maria. And Anna Maria, will you also report back? It's just a little, like a little report in about the emotional healing process in the Telegram group. It will help encourage other people to be with you as, as you are, as you unfold the new things. You know, it's almost every time you do one of these processes, we need to meet you again. And so we'll help us stay with you where you are. If, you, if, if we can make it a, um, a tradition in here that when you go through an emotional healing process, you just write a couple sentences. It doesn't have to be blow by blow, you know, five pages of what actually happened, but just a couple sentences about what, what, what it was about, what the, new, what the new beginning is for you. That would be really, really wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. Susanne, would you go next? My name is Susanne. I'm coming from Southern Germany. Um, my, my big pain is my fear to step out and to step in full responsibility. And the story I have to that is that I have to abandon my, my evolutionary um, research path if I create a game world. So that if I commit to a game world, there's getting there's some stability in my life and a big chunk of commitment. And this is the fear I have. And um, yeah. Thank you. Can I just ask you a clarification question about that? Yes, Which is yeah. what I heard you say is that if you build out your game world, you will have to abandon your evolutionary research path. Yes. So, yes. So my question is, what if your game world is centered on your evolutionary research path? Today, when I wrote this in, into the Telegram chat, the first time that it appeared, this, this appeared as a um, possibility that this might be, this might be, I could get, a lot of joy out of this and it's not about getting chained to a game world or a project so 
my question for you in a doorway for an emotional healing process is your block against having joy. Oh, yes. Yes, I take this up. My block against joy. Especially with regards to the, the game world, like those two together. Like the thing I propose to you is really obvious in, in some ways, but, and, but you, you were not able to see it because of this. That's what I'm saying. There's a, there's a huge block. It's not okay for you to be in this kind of joy, to live joyfully out. There's something going on about that. That's why. And so, great. If you, if you want to proceed with that, just you know, put your hand up and say, could somebody please hold space? Could somebody please hold space for this process? For these things I even can't see. Jeff, Shub. Jeff, and Christina. And Thank you. Yeah, great. Thank you. Thank you. Susanna. Thank you. It, I wanted to ask for a process too, actually, that came up in my shirts, but <clears throat> like, I don't want to have to do everything. And also I don't trust that others can do it. And it's kind of, I feel myself pinned there. And so if anybody who is anybody here uh, willing to hold space for me for that, can you please raise your hand so I can write it down? Christina Dreschner. Is there somebody else? And Julie. Great, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Christine Ploschens, would you go next? Yes. Um, I feel fear right now and what came up during uh, hearing Clinton talk uh, in the beginning and also before the call is actually physical pain and a, bit, a big stomach ache. I'm still, I have still holding a lot of stuff inside my belly. And yeah, my fear is. Firstly, since I'm still in the decontamination process that I'm going into overwhelm and I can't handle it and I don't have the possibilities around me to, to um, tackle that. But this is not such a big fear. And um, yeah, and I'm, I'm currently with one foot in modern culture, with one foot out of it. And my frustration is that it, it, oh, it, since now it was that way that I'm walking away from it, I'm creating something, I'm trying something out. And then somehow as, as Uncle was sharing before, the context is not staying, I can't uphold it. Or I want to try something new and the community is not coming with me and then it breaks apart. And then I found myself shifting back even more into modern culture. And 
I want to step out of this back and forth movement and I want to go forward. Christina, what's the thing? I missed so one. Yeah. What is the thing that's not going with you? The community. Her community. So you've got a community and they don't want to go with you when you want to try a new thing. Yeah, right, right now the people who started with the PM context but then stepped out of it and I'm kind of the the one that is bringing the context and there's too much resistance I mean yeah to, to step to to step into adulthood and I I yeah I have not the matrix yet enough to 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 find to 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 set up context for everyone so they they go with me like how how do I make it that that people or my community goes with me without doing what you said like I I don't want to manipulate I don't want to yeah, my, my fear is that this, that this will happen. Yeah. Or I don't have enough distinctions for that. I'd like to say two things. One is we've, we've been discovering that community as a game world, community as a game world, as the outcome of your game world, your product of your game world is community does not really work. It's uh, shooting yourself in the foot. I don't know, there's other metaphors I could use, but, but trying to achieve community as the outcome of your game world won't, it doesn't work. Because what is community? The metaphor that works better is sort of a, a dog chasing its own tail. Mm. Because community yeah. is the byproduct of any game well, world. You get this? Community yeah. is a byproduct of your game world that has a different kind of product. It produces something else as a service. I interrupted you. No, it's fine. And, and so that's one, one of the things. And the other thing is about human beings. If you look back over the past 200,000 years, you'll have, you will have noticed that by our, kind of, our human nature that there's this thing about uh, we're in a circle, we're in a tribe, and then then some people are moved to evolve in a in a certain way, and the other villagers aren't aren't moved to evolve in the same way, and so if you understand this, you don't have to fight about it. There's no fight, and. And we've experienced that actually very recently here in our writing house. We had six people here committed to a year of generating manuscripts for books. And within three weeks, uh, two of the people discovered that through being here, through being in the writing house, they discovered that the next thing was up for them. They went through healing processes, they went deeper, they took more responsibility, they became more in themselves, and they, for their next step, they needed to go do something else. 
So within three weeks, we lost two of the six people who were off doing their next thing. So this is what human beings actually do. We need, and so, so here you have these the villagers, you know, on some island in the South Pacific, and, and they go, we can't, we're not, we want something else. So they pack up some coconuts and some breadfruit trees and, you know, whatever they can onto one of these rafts and set sail with some kind of navigator out in the middle of the Pacific Ocean to find the next island and build the next culture. And if you have ever, you know, island hopped through the South Pacific, it's so incredible how different uh, each of the cultures is, although they're all Polynesian. These are Polynesian cultures, but you, you jump from island to island, they have completely different language, traditions, clothing, rituals, the whole thing is different. And this is the part of our human nature, I think, is to roll, it, roll out the next thing. So on the planet, you know, there's not much theoretically unsettled land. In fact, there's huge amounts of unsettled land. Almost all of it needs to be regenerated with, you know, uh, upgraded ecological um, factors. But so, but there's unlimited territory in the thought word domain. There's unlimited cultural space to move into. And so that's what you're talking about, is you're talking about you've been in this group of people, and for whatever reason, you're an edge worker, you're an evolutionary, I've known you for, I don't know, a few months, a year, I don't know, I have seen you evolve so fast, so much, you've grown up immensely, you've taken, you've become person after person, almost every time I meet you, you you're filled out more, you're, you're speaking differently, you're encountering the team differently, I, and I'm sure you know what I'm talking about, and so it could be that it's your time to roll out the next thing. And it isn't, it does not have to be a fight. You don't have to go against anything to roll out the next new thing. This is actually uh, an illness that modern culture has brought upon us is this kind of un unconscious uh, adaptiveness to the status quo and this kind of submitting to a force of conformity to conform and and that that if you don't conform there's something wrong with you and so there's you can see this in the in the whole wear a mask get a vaccination thing going on right now is that you need to conform and that's been rolled out on human race it's not our nature and our nature is to rapidly evolve in multiple simultaneous parallel experiments of what conscious culture can be like it's called the tansley effect is to do multiple parallel experiments in evolving next culture. That's that's what's up for you. you. So you're a space holder to build game worlds for the next, some new way of evolving conscious culture on the planet. Just go do it. It's not a problem, you know, and let it go lightly. You know, if you have to leave the community and start over, just let it go lightly. Because it'll, it, anyway, that's my proposal. Thank you. Thank you. I just, I just want to, Christina, you wanted to say something? Yes, I want to share that actually we're not even like, the purpose is not being a community. We are actually not even 
living together yet it's actually opposite, opposite around we are together because we have the pur purpose of winning back the land from our ancestors like two of us like me and my friend Tabora our grandfathers actually had land that was sold off and we tried to get this back to even create a game world there and right now the the thing is that we are not the the, the problem is more that we we not creating community it's more about the purpose of winning that and that's what have been the the meetings and and what i see myself and what i'm working on and what I also seeing the others is more this fear of intimacy because most of them have been grown up in ddr system like i have and it's this on one side, what you shared of be conformative, but on the other side, um, trusting the process and trusting each other that we're gonna make it work. And yeah, so, and I also would like to ask for an emotional healing process about this for, for my fear of intimacy, because I also noticed it right now speaking to you all that there's so much fear of, of sharing still, even though I decontaminated a lot. Go ahead and ask. Yeah, was someone of you uh, willing to hold space for me uh, on my fear of intimacy? And most of the pictures are frozen, so you have to tell Susanna. me. Susanna. Susanna Hutzler put her hand up. Thank you. Okay, great. great. Thank you. Thank you. And Christine. also Anne Elizabeth put her hand up. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Dan, Dan Palmer, would you go next? Yes. Uh, yes. Hi, 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 everybody. I'm Dan. I'm speaking to you from Aotearoa, New Zealand. <clears throat> and I'm going to share that, that I noticed initially with the question, um, the place my mind went was, I don't want to talk about uh, pain or what's going wrong. You know, I want to talk about what's going right and how to take it to the next level. And then notice that a shadow principle of mine, arrogance was, um, was feeding that line of thought. And underneath that, I, I discovered some layers of fear around the game world's I'm involved in and the first one was was a realizing i have a fear that um my physical body doesn't have the capacity to cope with um kind of ex explosions of well when things start to fly in game worlds i'm part of um i get really excited and, and it can throw me into Patterns of not sleeping and you know, it can, can kind of take me out for a few days. So I'm, I'm afraid that I don't actually have the physical capacity to cope with flight, with game world flight. Um, a second fear I, uh, I noticed is that I'm afraid one of the game worlds, one of, one of the outlets for one of the game worlds I'm part of, it's called live, Living Design Process. I should have mentioned I'm uh, involved in a bunch of game worlds that are all, all around um, 
realignment with life, supporting pathways back to being alive and channeling life. And it's come out of my work in a game world called Permaculture and has sort of spawned a whole lot of other game worlds. And um, I noticed the second fear around all the work I've put into this, years of years and years of work and, and effort, um, I'm afraid that when I managed to get it together into this book, which is an ambitious process, that I'll fail to um, give the audience access to, to, what, to, to what I've tasted, what I've experienced. Yeah, so I'm afraid I'll fail in the effort of creating a clear enough doorway into a space that is very dear to my heart. And the, uh, the final fear I noticed was the fear that something like I'm not pure enough or <laughs> something along those lines, I'm not pure enough or worthy enough. I'm so thoroughly um, contaminated by gremlin and shadow that I don't have the, um, I'm not eligible to hold space um, at some of the some to step onto some, into some of the space holding opportunities that are that are open to me. So it's that kind of self doubt stuff. And I feel uh, well. I'll just say I'm, I'm grateful for for these discoveries. That's that's me. So Dan, actually, those are three doorways to three different emotional healing processes. They don't, you don't need to do them all at once, but you, you you just laid out on the table, you can listen to the recording again and you'll just see, whoa, there's one, there's the other one and there's the next one. But I would encourage you to do one, at least one of those before we meet again. Would you like to ask for that? Yes, I would. Uh, would, would, one, would a couple of people or at least one person be, be open to holding space for me? Um, I don't know if it's enough to go on. Would I choose one of them or? Oh, thank you. Okay, we're good. So, Jeff and Vera and Devin. Thank you very much. I'll write you down and I'll be in touch. Thank you. It's, it's really incredible because the, the objective evidence for in this particular case for being eligible to hold space for example is is so obvious for example because um uh, i'm missing his name right now the guy who's doing the the land with the animals on it what's his name alan Saver. alan sit were you gonna say that no okay you know he's taken you into his company this global game world builder, Alan Savory, who's, who's done this whole habitat regeneration has, has done an interview or taken you in, you know, at a level of intimacy that requires absolute trust. Like you wouldn't even take me in. And so, um, you know, and so there's the objective feedback and yet, and yet there's this actual reality that's going on inside of you that's just completely, it can't comprehend that, cannot, take possession of that and in this is, is, is where it is in this in this case. And so that's why these emotional healing processes are so crucial to everyone's unfolding into the next kind of game world. And 
I just suggest that we can't even really predict what the what the outcome will be, and it's often nonlinear. And so, so don't pretend like you're gonna you're going to. I'm doing the emotional healing process for this purpose, and what comes up here, you know, is a completely different result in terms of. Don't be surprised if that happens. But I just wanted to mention in this case that you know you the evidence does not support your your perception and yet your perception prevails and that's what we're up against we're up against these inner perceptions and so and the end that that like it's the 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 universe conforms to our inner perceptions not to the objective reality really conforms to how we hold ourselves so thank you for saying that and i i want to add that i I've experienced and noticed that, especially for many um, geniuses that have been so ahead of their time or ahead of the, the people around them, is this sort of lone wolf uh, syndrome of going there. I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna build the game world. I, I can't, I can't do it. I can't handle. So, huge amount of energy and force and creation and and results also and then there's a point where it's so much it is so much that it, it's actually meant to be held by a team it's actually not meant to be held by one person and a team needs to be built at that point and then that is also uh, blocked by like christine said like fear of intimacy or or God, how am I going to negotiate my vision? How am I going to, how can I, I, I transport that to other people? How can they not like the fear? I can even fear that this fear of they will destroy what I wanted to, to create because they'll bring their own uniqueness and, and vision. And, but it's, there's this point, I think in, in some game worlds is that in the beginning is, I need to build my circle. I need to build the people who will be attracted to play in my game world. And then there's a shift of, God, actually I need to build a team. And those are two different things. And this question, okay, are you at the point where you need to build your circle of people who will, will come and play in the game world? Or um, are you at the point, you know, not for you, Dan, but for other people, or are you at the point where you have to build a team? And and obviously for you, Dan, it's a, it's a team there. And in this, the design, I think we'll talk about it more, but this really in the design of Gaian Game World, it needs it needs a clear pathway about how to replace yourself. How are you ongoingly replacing yourself so that you can do your next job without being held to keep doing the old job and, and being stretched between, between these jobs? I mean, for me, it was like, I... I, for example, for the rage clubs, for the rage club, I could have, I knew that I would have, I'm, I was going to not want to deliver rage club at some point, but I, I, I could see the result of rage club in people's life, and I, I thought this needs to keep going, and therefore then the the rage club spaceholder training started, and and people have taken over, but now I'm even considering, God, I need to do a rage club spaceholder training for like trainer training. So to train people, how are they gonna train the next Rage Club Spaceholder training and this evolution, this like 
then the growth can keep going and I don't have to stretch myself between this dimension. <laughs> cool, thank you. Hana Mona. I'm not sure we can hear you somehow. No. Is it better now? Yes. Cool, okay. So uh, I was living uh, in a, on the countryside with a small group last year and the point where I stopped only speaking about what I wanted but acting about what I wanted. So it was a, a part of a point of stepping into my power. And then I noticed that I'm so afraid. So, so when there's the shift of that I really do what I want, I, I meet this inner fear of that if I really listen to my heart and to what I desire, I will lose all the safe system systems around me, like the safe relationships or the, the people I really love. and there somehow is this pattern that I will be alone and I can't keep the connection towards people I really love and I want to do it with them together. And and then there's this fighting of, am I brave enough to kind of let go and trust? Or am I trying to control, like in the other part of myself is trying to control that I think there's then specific borders I, I'm not crossing in order to keep contact towards the people I love and this is somehow moving in myself. What is that big feeling behind the urge to try to control and the, and the lack of trust? What is that big feeling? I think fear that if I don't control it will get out of my hands and it, it won't be good. I think there's the fear of it won't be good, so I have to, it won't be safe, so I have to control it. And what's the concern about safety? Which feeling is that? Also fear? Yes. Fear. So there's, there's layers. You've got some layers of fear. Yeah. Un, it's called unconscious fear. It's fear from stuff that you don't know what you're afraid of just called unconscious fear. And it's like the layers on an onion, like I said, just plan to go through four, five, six layers of what the fears are about. And it won't be the same, it'll be different each time. So just really trust the process as you're going through this. Don't rush it. Don't try to make it go too fast. It has its own speed limit, but really keep, uh, keep trusting, keep clarifying, which feeling it is. And in this case, all three of those things were fear. Control, trust, and safety are all fear issues, right? Mm -hmm. And so just, just pick one, get your emotional healing process, let it integrate, let, it, let, it, let yourself kind of go back in the new world and then do the next one, and then do the next one. Will you do that? Yes. Great. Go, you, have to, you get to ask. Yes. Is there anyone willing to hold space for me to do an emotional healing process about my unconscious fear? Peace.
Christina Dirkschner, Anna Maria, and Matthew. Great team, great, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Hannah. Anna, Anna Norm Bueno, you go next. <clears throat> Hello, my, my name is Anna. I am um, in New Zealand. And the game world that I'm uh, committed to is possibility management in New Zealand. And one of the uh, big pain that I have is this um, sadness about the um, lack of um, enthusiastic people who really want to do this. And they're, you know, they, it's not enough, it's not enough um, room for them. Like all of these people, they, they want to be trainers and space holders, they, they are not there. And realizing also, and this is the fear about the level of healing that is necessary to go through in order to start implementing things and start to space holding and um, how much decontamination um, of the adult ego state is necessary to go even in conversations. They can be, um, they can be productive for the game world. Um, and another pain that I have is also in my uh, experience with the communities, because I'm working with communities here, is realizing that communities and all the game worlds that I know actually, not just communities, in including possibility management, is um, that this separation, what Clinton was talking about, that someone goes and do their own thing and to develop these things develop, uh, this path develop, um, simultaneously they have uh, a taste or they, they 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 let behind drama or unclarity or the gremlin takes over the separation rather than to to have an adult separation or an adult finishing point or an adult respecting different developments and uh, and I feel sad about it because I see how much waste of energy and waste of human potential and loving connection is just gone. Um, yeah. And I also feel um, anger about the lack of clarity that I have between um, what is the guardianship, the clarity, and the rigidity? And this um, dance between these two territories to care for a game world and at the same time to, like the skin needs to breathe. And I wonder how, get, how it goes. That's me. Thank you. Say anything? Yeah, I, I want to say one thing, which is several times you spoke, you communicated about 
what this is, to clarify, like to, um, there's a lack of, of enthusiastic people who want to do this. And I think one of the keys for you is in unfolding what, what this is, because you carry, since birth, you carry a vision that you're, you're compacting into this. And, and you, it's not a, it's time to unfold that, Anna. It's time to paint the territory, to open up the, the vision that you're carrying. You're this vision holder and you, it's time to bring that out. So as part of your emotional healing process with this, will you ask for space holding in addition to let to to unfold this the vision that you're that you're taking that you're that you hold you get this you get what i'm asking i get what you are asking and i have no idea what are you asking so yes i'm sure a bunch of people do so if you want to yes. ask for a process of yes great I would like to make a process about unfolding this. Would someone of you hold space for it? It's not only that, it's that plus, I see Susanna Husto and Christina Plush and I saw all yeah. of them. Um, but it, the, this is not just, it's not just unfolding it, it's unfolding it in combination with the sadness. The, and, the sadness of the where are where are the people uh, who can endure the intensity of the decontamination necessary? Something like that. There's this, the sadness there. I think there's an old old thing wrapped up in that. Great, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Richard. Would you go next? Yes, uh, I'm Richard Moser, um, currently in Boulder. And uh, the context of uh, looking for game balls or designing game balls is in context of Boulder. Um, the biggest uh, pain point I, I feel is, is uh, in the form of sadness um, when I see uh, when people have 80% con common interest or majority, but, you know, and the 20% unique interest, that that's enough to divide them and uh, they end up siloed and uh, dysfunctional to a large extent. And uh, it's, it's, it's my uh, it's my drive to find something that allows that eighty percent commonality to to propel the the twenty percent uniqueness without having to manipulate uh, put a lot of energy into it. That it's a natural outcome. That's that's what I'm hoping to find here and elsewhere. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Anything? Yeah. 
the <clears throat> you you've there's a part in you that's committed to uh, the, something that's impossible in my estimation, which is the hundred percent thing. In in terms of reality, um, the hundred percent won't ever happen. So there's a kind of rigidity or inflexibility in your commitment or in your construct inside of yourself, this construct where if it isn't a hundred percent, then it's nothing or not valid. And, and that will block you completely from rolling, from rolling, from navigating the space. And um, it could, there could have to, there, could, there might be a perfectionism facet to your mimetic construct. You might have a perfectionist thing in your mimetic construct that that makes seems real to you. However, it's a, a complete uh, obstacle. It's a, it's a monkey wrench in the gears that would allow uh, your life to roll. So I would encourage you, if you feel like it, to do uh, an emotional healing process to, to dip into this uh, a rigidity function that's seeking the 100% solution um, and just use that as the doorway. So if you'd like to do that, I offer it as an experiment. Yeah, I feel I need to add clarity. I use the 80-20 often in discussion to, to illustrate that we're mainly on the same page and there's a portion of us that uh, that stands for something else. It's not intended to be focused on the 100%. Yes, that's what I'm talking about too. In terms of navigating this space, I opened a doorway for you and you're really good at doing this stare down thing, which is whoever speaks first loses. So I'm not playing that game, but I am aware of the door that I opened for you and I'm willing to leave the door open and have you not go through it. That's because it's up to you. So what I hear you saying is no, thank you. And that's fine. Did you want to change that? No, that's, that's no, thank you. Got the game. Okay, thank you. Who's that thing sitting next to you? I'm Nicholas. Are you interested to change your name on the window so we can see your name also? Yeah. Okay. Is there a way to add his name? Rename. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I got you. In any case, Nicholas, would you be willing to uh, let us hear from you? Yes. <clears throat> My biggest pain which brings anger and sadness is game worlds trying to manipulate other game worlds to be like they are or do what they do or 
come with the assumption or uh, in intention of having all the answers and trying to manipulate other game worlds to follow their answers. And it brings me, I feel anger in that. And that anger sometimes brings uh, a lack of intimacy in my close relationships. And that brings sadness. Are you willing to give a more specific example of the of your what your anger is about? Of what my anger is about? The specific example of one game world trying to stand as if it has all the answers for your game world and manipulate your game world into having the same answers that the other game world has. Um. Yes. Currently, there's a large movement from local and global game worlds to force conformity on people and other game worlds and conformity <clears throat> about uh, wearing masks, getting vaccines, uh, living in a certain shape box. <laughs> uh, driving electric powered vehicles instead of diesel, um, driving diesel vehicles instead of electric powered vehicles. <clears throat> I feel anger around freedom and choice, trying to be robbed from other people. Super. That's a total gateway for an emotional healing process, not not at all saying that it's wrong. You know, you know what I mean? Like none of these things that people bring up are wrong or bad or stupid. They're just simply transformational gateways for, for an unfolding of a potential that's in you in this case. And that's, so if you would like to use that doorway for uh, an emotional healing process, that door is open for that. Yes. Who will hold space for me for an emotional healing process around this. You're Anne Elizabeth. Anne Elizabeth, yeah. I just and, want, and, and, and Lee Kumar, I want you to know, you know, Lee Kumar in this case, since I know you guys happen to be working together, I would suggest you're not uh, on that particular team. It's only for this this one. It could be other ones that would be valuable, but this particular one, I would suggest you're not in it. Is that okay with you? And Clara, great. So Anne Elizabeth and, Cl and Clara, right? Clara. Wait, so Lee Kumar, is that okay with you? Mm -hmm. I have to unmute. I accept your offer. I accept your acceptance of my offer. Cool. Uh, Nicholas, nice to hear from you and thank you for your sharing. Thank you. And, and enjoy your journey. It's good stuff. You're, you're, you really, is, it's, I just feel this break of amazing good stuff that you're at. So cool, thank you. Thank you.
Thank you. Devin, will you go next? Yes. The, the game world that I'm playing in is really building out the subsection of the possibility management game world that includes rage club, emotional healing process, and also now gremlin training. And at the moment, the, the biggest pains for me are, one is my, something like I have so many times in my transformational journey, either forced myself into a direction that I later realized I was in some way being adaptive or it wasn't actually what I wanted to do. I'd say that's, that's really the biggest thing. So it's something like uh, just starting to let my, my, both my, my voice and, and also what my authentic, what authentically turns me on in some of these areas be the thing that leads my leads the next step for the game world rather than either responsible victim like someone has to hold space for it and it's got to be me or the the just simply putting pressure on and I don't know exactly what the story is something like well I should want this if I say I'm committed to transformation then I should be willing to hold space for this and so far those strategies have just burnt burnt me out and created spaces that I don't think are aren't the spaces that I really want to hold. And so I'm just discovering those, something's shifting really in the last, I want to say month and probably started shifting before that, but of finding myself really authentically inspired to be in spaces. And so one of the other blocks that's coming up, it's my fear, something like my fear of, we have this place, Selena down the road, just going down the road and doing the thing of standing there in, in fear and saying, I have an offering. I want to hold a rage club. I want to blah, 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 blah. Uh, I can even, yeah, I can just feel it even present. And also my, <laughs> I feel the fear present and also my anger that that's still keeping me small in terms of what I want to do, what I feel called to do here. <clears throat> I'd like to say something. <clears throat> it applies to basically all of us, I think, especially building out new game worlds, which because, because to build out a, a useful game world at this point, we must locate ourselves at least at the edge of the context and thought layer of modern culture. So everybody here is an edge worker. And being at the edge, you will encounter a sub, you know, quote unquote real substantiated uh, solid uh, status quo that is created, uh, landed a man on the moon, et cetera. Cell phones, you know, it's, it's built all this, you know, huge uh, fossil fuel infrastructure that has provided food for 8 billion people on the planet when the planet can really hold 1 billion or something without the fossil fuels or whatever. So. So there's this reality that has substantiated for a hundred years. It looks so real. 
And then, and then you're standing at the edge and you have a view of something completely different from that contextually. Like people don't even in modern culture, they don't even understand the word context because it's, we're marketed to believe that it's real. And so for you to have the power to identify a game world as a game world and to identify context as a context and to be able to step out of the game world and step out of one context and hold space for a different game world in a different context, this is power beyond imagination in modern culture. You have that much power. Having that much power and that ability, and uh, it brings up a fear that's so deep in all of us about going crazy. There's this, there's this thing about, whoa, who, what's happening to me? What, who do I, who am I kidding about this? Like, what, how am I fooling myself about this whole thing? It's like, so you, this fear, so you're, you're stuck in this fear of, of being considered crazy or actually being crazy in some measurable way and, and losing it or being ostracized or killed as a crazy person, something like that. <clears throat> I, that's a fantastic doorway for an emotional healing process. And I encourage other people to take that one on too, whenever you get the chance. Thank you. I, yeah. It, is someone here willing to hold space for me to, to go through the healing process around this fear, this fear of stepping really standing at the edge of my, the context. You've got good Richard. Sure. Richard and was there somebody else? Yeah, Christina and Dan and Matthew. <clears throat> Super. Thank you. Great. Oh, thank you. Vera, would you go next? Yes. Mm, the, the pain that I've, because first I've been in this, gosh, this liquid state from what Clinton had said uh, in the, in the context about the, the hidden purpose of manipulation of like wanting the world to be better. And, and when I realized that I wanted things to be different and the way that things were different is if people were different. And so how that has you know contaminated my game world building and space holding. And, and so I have in my pain besides this liquid state in realization that how that has been playing is a, a kind of similar it's like it's, it's sadness and fear and an anger and it, it's about the being the, or, or daring to to say okay i'm holding i'm i'm one of the people holding space for this this possibilitator training this huge amazing vision and very very clear vision and then how 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 do how does it keep being alive and in integrity and and and, and then seeing how the what has actually happened is is it's like we're not 
it's it's a it's a long path. It's a long path, and for for the the people in the possibilitator training to be, you know, uh, in, in their adult ego state and and decontaminated, and then in, in the in being enthusiastic for 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 declaring and doing the speciality that they they want to do. It's like it's a long path, and and what what does it take? One of the things that I, that have we have been exploring was this the need of the village weaver with the guardian and with the space holder uh, with a game world builder and the evolutionary and so the the to see how much of the evolutionary game world of in that i've been in in the possibilitator training has not had that much village weaving and so then the 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 guardianship is strict or something like that, or becomes more strict. Barab, so I'm, yeah. Sorry to interrupt you. The, Go ahead. You, um, you've got such a vast map, but I'm, what triggered for me, <clears throat> the thing that's really up is that the, it's almost a millennial conviction that stuff can happen suddenly. And the, the having to face into the long path, like, like modern culture has no, you know, the only thing we have is some leftovers from some Hindu spiritual traditions that understand Milarepa had a long path. Whereas us, you know, uh, point and click, this is our world. And so the, to stand in the long path representing a long path doesn't fit in in any worldview you know that you've really been and if you could find what that is in you go through you know use that as a doorway just the long path thing like what does that mean really and that you're you're taking a stand to represent that like that would be the doorway i would propose yes I'm just writing it down. Will would someone in this uh, call hold a uh, hold to take me through an emotional healing process about standing in the long path? Saying Chloe <clears throat> and Jeff. Great, super. Thank you. Yeah, thank you very much. Vera, Vera, would it be okay for you if I? Uh, witness that process because it's important for me to yeah christina thank you for saying that i meant to say that yes. before that it's so valuable even to sit in on some of these processes especially if you have not been delivering these processes very often it's great to ask to be the uh, just to just to sit in and, and witness what's happening it's so valuable to do that so i invite other people to do that also so if, if you want to witness, you know, other people just put it into the chat you know, or say it now or something. And Anne Elizabeth, what were you going to say? I would like to sit in uh, to the long path because okay. I, that's me too. Anna Maria? Also. Okay. Yeah, not just this, this process, any of the processes. So what I'm saying is I'm opening that up as a, as a tradition here that it's totally welcome to have other persons sit in and uh, witness the, because it's just so uh, 
matrix building and educational. It's really valuable. Thank you. Thank you. What, what I noticed is I had an impulse for some of the emotional healing processes that I did not feel like I had the matrix to leave. <clears throat> yeah. Great. Do you want to have her next? Yeah, I mean, I would just actually, uh, we still have about half an hour and we have been for about half of the people, but I would still propose to just have a couple minute break because it's a pretty intense space and just walk around and drink a glass of water and just really be back in just a couple minutes. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. There was this pirate. I'm not going to say it. No. <clears throat> you already started. 
It's a long one though, Jeff. It's like, it takes 12 weeks to tell this one. <laughs> okay, welcome back. We'll start again if you're hiding behind a turned up video and a mute button. I would like to say that we, um, we, we won't make it through everyone this time, so don't worry uh, if you want. And uh, we will definitely check in with you next time. And if you would like, if you, if you have a sense of what your uh, pain is about, you know, the fear, your anger and stuff like that, make a note in the chat. And if you, if you have clarity enough about what the emotional healing process is, just ask for that in the chat or even just before we end and uh, we'll carry on like that. I, I also wanna say that um, this first time when we're meeting each other and kind of inviting each other into our own worlds, that there's so many worlds that are here um, and it just takes this time. But we're, the intention is we'll be having, there'll be a lot more action going on in the sessions. So tell your body next time just to be, you don't have to imagine it being so, uh, what do you call it? Motionless, something like that. We will be, we'll be having some action happening, which is also intense. So, but just to let you know. Yeah, but I, I was noticing that when, so, when Vera was talking and I, I was getting this millennium thing, then, then Clinton said, and then I was checking with myself and I could feel in me this, God, like, let's move into action. Like what, and I could feel the other people, like some of you are like, I'm tired of listening or, or let, let's move into action. And, and there's something about that part in me that I could feel that is really millennium. And that in a way, it's a, it's a way that I forgot how to really listen. And like really to be, it's a very intense space actually that we've been for the past couple hours of like Clinton said, encountering whole worlds, like huge amount of energy and ideas and principles and bright principles and shadow principles. And, and, and I, I mean, I noticed some people here have developed and really this muscle of being able to really listen and endure this intensity of encountering and engaging each other. And I, I say that as a, uh, this is a muscle I wanna develop. And so I'm, I'm paying attention to how much the intensity of this encountering can I hold just here in this space for the next, 20 minutes and yeah. You mean rather than sending out messages and handling some details in the background? Logistical details. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, we'll have time for a few more people. Anne Elizabeth, would you go next? Yes. I, but the, 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 the question is uh, what, what is bugging me? is I'd forgotten the I I am 
scared to be sharing myself in, in the public spaces around possibility management, and I'm doing it anyway. I, uh, I have uh, taken a stand for emotional healing processes uh, for myself and for other people. I've uh, developed a um, EHP dojo idea where people meet every week at the same time. And then we, we build a, a wall on Telegram with the jewels that we learn after having our EHPs. Uh, my, the, the scared thing is uh, that I have an, an idea of, uh, a, of combining this, um, uh, yeah, eating, eating system coaching uh, that I have that uh, with the, the EHPs, because when I stopped uh, eating uh, certain foods to numb myself, then the, the, <clears throat> the doorways, many, many more doorways opened. And I'm not sure about the, what uh, and Chloe, what you had said about uh, team versus circle. Before I needed team, but now I, I feel like I, I'm getting the sense of team uh, from the EHP dojo. And I don't, uh, and I've been in liquid state mm -hmm. and not really mm -hmm. understanding a lot and working on being okay with that. Cool. And Elizabeth, I have a, a proposal for you. Yes, to, please. Which is uh, to ask for an emotional healing process about what you mean when you say myself. And uh, because you've been, you use the word without actually taking a stand for what that is. And that can be totally confusing. That could be one of the sources of the of the confusion because like if each time you say i or me or myself and it means something different it establishes three or four or five different contexts in one sentence and that is so confusing and it's astonishing work to distill what what's up with that so i would propose something like that and it, it just thank wanna, you and i just want to Thank you for establishing the emotional healing process dojo. I've heard echoes of it from different people and it, it's really uh, benefiting a lot of people. And so if anybody here wants to uh, get and participate, I'm sure and Elizabeth would help you give you details and stuff. Yes, I, I imagine there will be ehpdojo.mystrikingly.com or yeah. something at some point. <laughs> yes. Cool. So do you want to, you want to ask for that? Yes, please. I, yes, 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 please. I, but I'm on my phone and I'm not able to, to uh, uh, do this. Could you please put your name in the, the chat? Just ask for it for now. this. But yes, what I, I would like, yes, I would like uh, uh, to, for people, could, I, could someone hold space for me? to clarify the myself, who I mean when I mean myself. 
and to clarify context. Actually, is that right? Yeah, it's just if you don't specify it so narrowly, you get a better result. So just it's just an emotional healing process about that. May I have a whole emotional healing process? Hold space for me for emotional healing process. Did anybody? I don't see. Not yet. I see Christina trying to keep her hand, Christina Dershner, trying to keep her hand from going up, but it went up twice already. So I think she's one, Christina Dershner. <laughs> and probably Divyam Shu is the next one. And then Martin. And Martin. So I'm, Divyam Shu, does that work for you? Yeah, good. Okay. Great team. Thank you. Thank you, Anne Elizabeth. Thank you. But, you know, this is the wonder, the miracle of the video conversation is a lot, a lot comes across the screen you don't suspect. So very good. Thank you. For those of you who haven't uh, spoken yet, who would like to go next? This is about the pain, the pain of breakdowns in your game walls. Matthew, go ahead. Hi, everyone. Uh, Matthew in North Carolina in the US. And I, the pain that I'm having right now is I'm having, yeah, mostly this fear of I've, I'm a part of creating and a game world uh, with a couple of friends. And I have been having this discussion about context and have been telling them about this work that I've been doing in possibility management and actually invited them to this. Um, and so I'm, so um, they, they didn't want to come, which is fine. And actually I had a, an emotional healing process around that interaction. Um, and the fear is about, uh, yeah, not having, when I'm in spaces like this, I'm kind of like, I'm able to sort of, I'm able to be in connection with the person I'm con in connected with when we're doing an act some type of exercise but i i'm unable to sort of like hold that intimacy with another person outside of this space so um that's sort of there's a you just named a doorway perfectly which is uh this fear of taking a stand to be yourself like the, your survival strategy is so excellent at being invisible and, and you and this there's something really big in there for you about that yeah you want to go for that like to yeah. have a clear context for you makes you shit in your pants you know because what will people think how you know how will it work and it and and it's so easy for you a lifelong of being invisible being the second guy back you know you're two or three people back from the front lines that is such a, a a survival strategy and it's time it's time to let that fall off that's a yeah. huge step so that'd be a great step yeah 
will someone or some people hold space for me for an emotional healing process? We have Devin here. I would love to be in this space. Martin. Martin as a witness. Or... Great. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, this is for me, what I, what I heard is it's this distinction that is um, the space determines what's possible. And, and really what, how the space is shaped is the context. And so, and you, that could be an experiment for the next week is to, when you step into other game worlds, that you're not holding space for. And for example, like Matthew, maybe play chameleon, like fit into that game world, then what is possible for you changes and actually probably reduces in, in most of the modern culture game world. So that would be something to notice about this thing. What, what is possible here and why? why? Who is holding the context that this is possible, but this is not possible? And why would I, and it's like noticing this, how good we've learned to be chameleon, to, to fit into the context, the unconscious uh, agreed upon status quo, which kills our, our ability like, to be ourselves. And, and that's what Clinton was talking about in terms of holding your personal bubble of space, with your culture, your own culture inside. So you walk around with your own space where you have decided what's possible. You have declared what's possible and you never have to be adaptive then to the external context because there's always this gap between any interaction that you have with other game world in your own declared context and space and therefore what's possible for you. So that's what you let go, Matthew. You let go, like what Clinton was saying, you let go of a clarity of a context, the clarity of your, your own culture. How do you want to live your life? How do you want to be on Gaia? How do you want to interact with other people? Yeah. And you can notice, you know, when you get out of this call, for example, you can notice how long you, you keep it and when does it, when does it go away? Yeah. When does it vanishes? And what, and what is happening in you? Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, who's next? Clara, go ahead. And then Chloe. I just came out of a, a community project and uh, experiment, um, which we did the last two years. And we uh, worked a lot with um, to to get into a culture we where we act out of love with each other and not out of um uh, gremlin stuff and shadow uh stuff and we we talked a lot and my pain is that we put so much work into this and so much love into this and what came out was often not really being connected but going into self-hate and um, I guess the pain or like it's a mixture of, of 
uh, being sad and being angry about it. And also having the question, well, fuck, how is this working? <laughs> so we put in so much love, so much energy, and so we act out of, sh yeah, act shitty with each other. Yeah. Just, I just wanna, this thing about making the product community. Did you, at the beginning, we talked about this, mm -hmm. and it sounds like that's what you were aiming for. And if you do that, you'll end up, like, and Chloe said, as a dog chasing its own tail. Where, and if you shift the game world <clears throat> to provide a service, a, you know, a, serving something bigger than yourself, then community, like the love and the connection and the intimacy that and the you won't have time or energy for self-hatred anymore because, because you, you'll be delivering stuff. You know, you'll be involved in a different space that, that has where people are so grateful for what you're, you're delivering to them. And, and then the love will come back to you so much. You just can't, you just can't hate yourself because <laughs> it's, it's, doesn't fit. You don't have room for it. It'll fall off of you. And I, if there's a, you know, the thing that might be useful now is a, just a grieving process for, for having tried this amazing experiment for so long. And I, it's like, you really need to pat yourself on the back and, and be appreciated for doing that experiment with such commitment and like let the, let the suppressed, all this stuff that's suppressed about it, get, come, get complete, like com let it flow out. Do you understand what I'm saying? To get complete, let it, let it complete itself, to complete the incomplete emotions from that whole experiment. Because right now you're carrying it as a baggage, like a, a ballast. I see Susanna volunteering to hold space for you about that. What? Susanna Hutzler was already putting her head up, her hand up. Her I'm heart. nodding. She put her head, she put her heart up to hold space for you. Would somebody else like to do that one too for Clara? Chloe, you said? Chloe, you want to? I yeah, we're in the same project, so. Ah. I'm really um, super overbooked. I can't volunteer. No, 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 that's good. It's fine. Yeah, I... I mean, thank you, Clara, to bring this up because I we here we're making office for emotional healing process, and um, I I don't know if this is really true, but it seems like there's some community that have come together in the purpose of processing, and this would be exhausting, really, because it's endless. The underworld is endless. Our emotional uh, reactivity is endless so there's never a point where that processing will end and and so it's to shift the purpose of why we processing like why we're doing emotional healing process is not to get to the bottom of it is so that we can deliver our service so that we can be more adult so that we can grow up and and without this if you forget the so that then it's like the process becomes the product and and it's it's kind of like digging a big big 
black hole of and shoveling shit really so yeah that and at the same time having done that has built a huge amount of matrix and self-observation and noticing and a whole really a lot of matrix that you can use now for holding space for emotional healing process for other people and noticing what 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 is whatever what are the dynamics between people what is happening so it wasn't wasted time yeah thank you does anybody want to be in that with Susanna Hustler? Yeah, Anna Elizabeth, great, thank you. She's the dojo master. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, who was the other person? Susanna Hustler, Anna Elizabeth. Thank you. Great, thank you, Clara. I think we have time for you, Chloe, and that would be then our time. Thank you. So. Um, I think my biggest pain around those whole topics is about resignation right now. Um, a fear of resignation and also uh, a pain of like seeing um, so many people around me where I can like sense their being and their visions and also at the same time the, the parts of themselves that are deciding against that or just giving up on what they believe in. And, 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 and I can like see so much of sense what is there and what's possible. And the, the resignation and the pain in between seems so huge sometimes and so impossible to go over. And so I'm guessing that it has probably do with this process of grieving from the last project yeah. and everyone going their own ways, but also my having a look at my own parts that are not 100% believing that it's possible to build next culture. Chloe, or like that. Yeah. I'd like to make a proposal for two things. One is, uh, what are you? I guess I'm still fi finding out, but it goes in the direction of evolutionary. So, Chloe? Chloe, you're a witch. And until you, until you stand in that, you will not integrate what you see and what you feel in a usable way. So it'd be really useful for you to go through a process that Resignation is a mixed emotion. So you separate out what the mixed emotion is in resignation, find out what the sadness is about, the rage is about, and the fear. No. I, I know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want you to find it out. Resignation is a mixed emotion. Find out what those emotions are and find out what they're actually about when they are not mixed. And go into, there's something combined with your unwillingness to be what you are, to acknowledge what you are. And because if you, until you do that, you won't comprehend your role, your, your job, your why can you see this? Why can you feel this? What, what are you supposed to do about it? That, that will come clear as you stand in what you are. 
Can you say what you're feeling right now? It's a mixture up. Actually feel it without analyzing it, just say it. It's like a joy of feeling seen and uh, in a place where I don't allow myself to see myself and to be seen there is bringing joy and there is also a sadness or something more emotional. Yeah, you're still analyzing it instead of just feeling it. So the safe place here, you've got a team with you here. Do you want to? Do you want to ask for uh, navigators? Is anybody willing to help me navigate an emotional process around stepping into who I am? Good, Anna Maria and Christina. <laughs> Fellow witches. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Somehow I'm getting this thing, Chloe, that you might want to read uh, some Terry Pratchett, the Tiffany Aching series to, to get what it is to be a witch. So it's Tiffany Aching's Terry Pratchett. I shall wear midnight. There's, there's five of them. Okay, well, Vera will send you the details because <laughs> she's reading them. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you, Chloe. Could everybody please take a deep breath? Make sure you have your center grounding court and bubble still. We are wrapping up the first space of the game world incubator. It's, I appreciate everybody's contribution and participation today. And I'm, I'm looking forward so much to this journey with you. And uh, I'm, I'm sad because I wish I could have done this 10 years ago. And I could not, I could not. And I don't see anybody else in the world actually at this particular edge of human evolution. So uh, this is where we are. Um, but it, I'm also really glad to still be alive and still have the energy and the attention to, to hold this space with you and go along the journey. And I just feel so much high quality in, <clears throat> in your attention and in your space holding with us for this to, to fly. It's already flying. So I really appreciate the, the collaboration is happening here. I was a little afraid that uh, some in, you know, gremlin stuff might come out and we might have to navigate that is none of it. So I'm so happy to be in this safe space with you all. And please don't hesitate to get in touch with each other and us for anything that you need. In the meantime, we have We've stuck a deep stick into a bunch of shit and turned it around. So stuff will be swirling and coming up for you in your dreams, in your daily considerations. Uh, don't try to make them go away. These are all gateways 
don't hesitate to dive into the uh, EHP dojo uh, or or ask for other people to um, accompany you on these on these journeys on the emotional healing processes and also uh, a lot of new ideas and clarity will come up for you and please share that mm -hmm. also on our on the telegram group for other people to benefit from the clarity that you get uh, along the road and we'll be doing the same we'll be sharing the same stuff yeah i just want to and and please for the people who have not been able to share their pain just today to to use the chat to just say to just write it down and and if like clinton said if you need an emotional healing process if it's clear that one of your pain is a ehp then just you can ask for it yeah cool does anybody need to say anything before we wrap up this space today vera yeah, I just also would like to to hear what what's your pain, Clinton, in your game worlds. Also, if you could share it in the group in the in the chat. Yeah, I'll do that. Thank One you. other thing is, uh, if you can, there's this three 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 practice. There's a website called three three three, and it's a it's a way to get better access to your anger, and it's so useful to have the anger in your hands, like in your grip, in your, as flowing through you on a daily basis. So if you, if you have not done for a long time or at all, the 333 work, it's straightforward. The explanations on the 333 website, but it just blows the dust out of your internal tubes for this creation quality of anger to show up in your life. And you'll, you need it. You just need it as a game world builder. So please, please do that. And I'll post the I'll post the links and the different info we talked about. Yeah, and we uh, it's quite probable that we'll be offering you some kind of uh, experiments to do in the meantime to start to deepen more the intellectual level or the thoughtware level or other other work to do behind the scenes that is goes along with this. Thank cool. you, everyone. Have a good night for some and good day for others. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. As soon as you can. Thank you. As soon as you can, hug somebody as soon as you can after this call is over. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> 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 <laughs>